Lifers, another day up right and above ground. Now what are we going to do with it? This is the Laws on Life podcast. I'm your host, Eddie Laws, and I'll be your tour guide on this little adventure. This is your first time joining. Welcome. If you've listened to us before, welcome back. In today's episode, we'll be building on the foundation that we laid last week. So if you haven't had a chance yet, I'd recommend checking it out. For now, we're going to examine a few of the mechanics surrounding this crazy little thing called life. We'll start out by reviewing a few topics that you may recall from your school days. They'll probably seem as familiar as family. Even if it is your second cousin on your mama's side, twice removed. Then we'll take a look at how it all relates to life. It may sound a bit like common sense at times, but that's the beauty of it all. It's so simple, yet so complex. And we all have it in common. Sometimes we just need a good reminder every now and then, while other times we could use a spotlight to point out the obvious. Either way, I hope you enjoy it and can take these little nuggets of knowledge into your day. As you'll see going forward, this universal and timeless pattern transcends even the many disciplines we have. So, if language and biology appetizers didn't satiate, how about I serve up a little applied physics and philosophy for you to chew on? It's peanut butter jelly time, peanut butter jelly time, peanut butter jelly time. Yeah, where you at? It's time for some mental food. Let me reintroduce you to a man by the name of Newton. No, not the one with the figs, the one with the apples. Yeah. Isaac. He too was a Laws fan. And the Laws of Motion, that is. He even penned a few of them himself back in the day. Now, don't quote me on this, but I believe the first one goes something like, an object at rest tends to stay at rest unless it has to go pee in the middle of the night. Or something like that. It also said an object in motion tends to stay in motion unless acted upon by an unbalanced force. Oh yeah, that's what it was, not P. But if it causes you to move, I'll venture to say it counts as an unbalanced force. No, I'm not an engineer, although I have dabbled a little in both electrical and mechanical, nuclear specifically, in my earlier years. And just for fun, I do like to study a bit of quantum physics on the side, but... Really, who doesn't? Basically, what I gather from Mr. Newton is this little gem. Things, without effort, simply don't change themselves. Hmm. So there must be a greater force introduced in order to generate change? Say what? You mean to tell me that chore isn't going to do itself? I'm not going to just magically get rich overnight or drop 30 pounds sitting here? Well, shit, Susan. Yes, it's sad but true. If we want things to change, we're going to have to apply an even greater force to make it happen. Use the force, Luke. Sitting around waiting for your ship to come in will just flatten your ass and waste your time. Now, I don't know about your derriere, but your time is quite precious. If it's a boat you seek... 
you better get to swimming because if you don't set your efforts in motion, you'll just be staring wistfully into the ocean. You have to realize that those opportunities don't wait around forever. Others may want the same thing. As my dad used to say, time stops for no man. Every life on this planet is vying for the same limited resources. Don't tend your lawn for a month or two and see what it does. Even the grass and vines know that. So if you have a chance, you might want to take it while you can. Once it's gone, it's gone. And rarely does it circle the block a second time. If you think about it in a broader sense, all that really exists on the physical plane is matter, energy, and space. Well, technically mass is energy, right Albert? But when you change that energy from potential to kinetic, you get motion. When these objects in motion come in contact with the other objects, an event occurs and an impact will happen. However, the interpretation of said impact could vary greatly based on your perspective. The facts will remain the same, but what they mean, well, that's up to each individual, since we're the ones that both need and give meaning. Kind of reminds me of an ancient Indian parable, the blind man and an elephant. If you haven't heard it before, it goes something like this. A group of blind men who have never encountered an elephant before try to conceptualize it by touching it. Each one feels a single part of the elephant's body, its tusk, its legs, tail, side, etc. Then they try to describe it to the others using only their limited experience. Their descriptions vary so much they come to suspect the others of being dishonest and they soon come to blows. How could you say it's like a wall when obviously it's more like a snake? A snake? How ridiculous! The others thought as they each judged based on their limited understanding of the other's situation. This sounds oh too familiar, does it not? The classics do tend to stand the test of time. Just realize that events are simply events. They are not good or bad. They just are. We are the ones interpreting them as such based on the perceived impact to one of our four primary facets. Mental, spiritual, physical, or social. Or the many fractals, all the other identities we have. But we'll talk more about that later. There are some other laws I'd like to introduce you to first. One of them being the law of conservation of energy. Man, it's really starting to sound like a Laws family reunion here, isn't it? Just steer clear of Murphy. If you know what I mean, it seems like anything that can happen will happen with that guy around. <laughs> Just kidding. Where were we? Oh yeah, the law of conservation of energy. It basically states that energy in an isolated system cannot be created nor destroyed, only transferred or transformed. Let that sink in for a moment. Everything that exists now has always existed and always will. It just changes location and form over time. 
Speaking of change, you know how some people, or should I say a lot of people, don't like change? The irony is that life itself is change. The functions we discussed in episode two that define us are nothing but change. <laughs> I said but change. What the hell is that? It sounds like ass nickels or something. <laughs> Sorry, I get distracted and crack myself up sometimes. Anyway, adaptation is just changing the approach, while growth is changing the location. Transformation is simply changing the form, and continuation is changing the duration. You could say that life at its core was designed for change, ah, or even better yet, was designed specifically to change. The parts that people typically don't like about it is... Number one, we are not the only ones controlling the changes. And to add insult to injury, we're not even always consulted in the matter. And number two, realizing the amount of effort it's going to take to get comfortable again. Whew. We are efficiency experts, nothing else. And do not like expending more energy than is necessary. That is why convenience is king. How many of you have ever thought about living off the grid? Go ahead, show of hands. Wouldn't that be nice, relaxing and stress-free? Oh, hell no. I actually decided to go that route a few years back. I planted over 200 different fruits, vegetables, and herbs in my 42 raised beds. I had brambles patch, a small vineyard, fruit trees, and bushes, you name it. Hell, we were even hand-milling flour and cold-pressing oil. You know what I discovered? It's a lot of damn work. I did learn some handy skills and lots of useful lessons, though. One of them was the value of convenience. There is a reason why the path of least resistance is the most traveled. Now, I'm not advocating for lazy by any means. As you can see already, I'm a ridiculous overachiever in most things that I do. I'm simply making a case for the consideration of optimization. There is a finite amount of resources, and our most precious one is time. The primary reason for convenience is to save those resources so that they can be allocated elsewhere. It's the whole building upon the last iteration that allows for advancement overall. Imagine if we had to keep reinventing the wheel. We wouldn't be getting anywhere fast. No, it isn't. Yet we spend it like there is an endless supply. We all have a figurative bank account. But the catch is, you never get to see the balance sheet. If time were money, we'd probably be a little more frugal. Yeah, but most likely not. That's actually what got me started on this whole journey, by the way. I spent way too much of it on things that, in the grand scheme, didn't really matter. Unfortunately, due to limited bandwidth, I ended up missing out on some of the important stuff. That's why this concept is so near and dear to me. I was bound and determined to discover the most important things in life. That way, I could stop missing out on them. 
This isn't a practice run, folks. This is the real deal to one-shot big shebang. You better start making the most of it. That leads us to our final topic of the day. Proportion. There's a little thing called the golden mean. Now, don't let the name scare you. It's actually quite nice. You most likely have heard of this concept before. It was the underlying theme for one of our precious childhood stories. And they even cleverly hid it in the name. Goldilocks and the Three Bears. You know how the story goes. Crazy little klepto breaks into a Chicago home. Duh, bears. Tears stuff up and steals some shit and runs off into the night. Now, even though that is probably somewhat accurate, I don't think that's what the moral of the story was. No, it was the dialectic three. Not too hot, not too cold, but just right. This is actually founded in the principle of the golden mean. Gotta love those little Easter eggs. Basically, anything in excess or deficiency will have negative effects. So we should aim for optimal. This concept can be found in the many religions and philosophies throughout the world all through history. From Crete to Delphi, Socrates to Aristotle, even in Judaism, Christianity, Islam, Hinduism, and modernity. Modern day philosophy. This is another tenet that most scholars actually agree upon. It is also one of the pillars of my own current philosophy. Ironically, I have battled with this one my entire life. I used to say anything worth doing is worth overdoing. I can attest firsthand that doesn't bode well for a well-balanced life. But that's usually how it goes, isn't it? You tend to champion things that have had a major impact in your life, be it through struggle or strife. You're more likely to find your purpose in the scars than the stars. But we'll discuss that more in the future. I'll wrap up today's episode with this little roll of duct tape. At first, I was going to do this for myself. Then, I thought, I'd do it for my family. Now, I just can't wait to share it with the whole world. It may not all make sense just yet, but stick with me. <laughs> little pitch to the duct tape reference. This is more of a puzzle than a picture. It will all come into focus soon. I can't cram 20 years of information and experience into a moment, but I can try to roll it out in 20-minute increments. I guess you could call it my 2020 method. And in a year like this, the timing couldn't have been better. You'll see how those functions focused on the different phases applied across the different facets all come together to form the life cube. One unbelievably insightful and powerful tool that will help you get your life squared away. It is rooted in the universal rules and wisdom of the ages, defining life by its standards, leveraging its laws for both reason and requirements, optimizing it through proper balance and proportion. And over the weeks ahead, you'll see just how much this tool will change your life for the better. Next week, we'll be diving into the chemistry and composition of life. Until then, look around and see if you can discover any examples of what we've been talking about so far. 
Life is everywhere, so it shouldn't be too hard to find. Thank you for listening to the Laws on Life podcast. If you found this information entertaining and empowering, mission accomplished. But now, maybe you can do a little something for me in return. We'd like to hear from you, so please leave a comment. Then, like and share our content with anyone and everyone you think may benefit. They can find us on their favorite podcast distributor, be it Spotify, Stitcher, or Apple, amongst others. Oh, and make sure you come back each week. A new episode will debut every Monday. But that's not all. I will also be releasing other special segments in different formats randomly throughout the week. This is Eddie Laws reminding you to laugh, learn, and live a little. Thank you.